Hello, and welcome to Flicks in a Six. I'm one of your hosts, Anthony Costanzo. With me, forever and always, the man, the myth, the human keg, Alessandro <laughs> Vell. Say, say hello, Al. Hello, Al. Dick. Our main topic for this episode is going to be John Wick. But first, Al, what are we drinking? You would have to ask that, right? Because, uh... Yeah, kept this one a secret from I did. So, what I have... Courtesy of that beautiful pour, my friend Josh Arcaro. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, what I have for you is what many consider a holy grail of beer drinking, and that is Heady Topper. Heady Topper. Yes. I'm not familiar with this. Oh, that's, that's unfortunate. I was worried that was what was going to happen. <sighs> God damn it. Uh, <laughs> so <laughs> this he- has been episode. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, henceforth, there will no longer be a flicks in the six because I'm not going to be speaking to my co-host any further. Uh, <laughs> um, so Hetty Topper is a IPA. I think it's a double IPA technically. Um, a yeah. diaper? <laughs> D- double double India Pale Ale um, from the Alchemist in Vermont. Um, it's really hard to get the Alchemist Brewing. Uh, okay. Uh, in Vermont, um, it's really hard to get. Uh, I know Josh. Drove like two hours each way or something like that to get it. They went up on a, like a ski trip, and um, there's like a set release date to it. Like like when it's coming out, it's all out, out on that day at whatever store. A lot of stores have rules on how many each person can buy. Okay. Like they keep it super limited. It's one of those. They completely control the um, the whole. And by the way, we're not we're not uh, sponsored by Alchemist, of course, no. um, <laughs> and probably never will be. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, they keep it super controlled, like the the, the product and, and everything. Like you can't just go and buy it. Like it, I don't think I don't know if it's actually sold outside of Vermont. It's only sold in certain stores, and it's only sold on certain days. People literally they know the release schedule. They line up before stores open Jeez. to go buy it. Yeah, it's a whole thing. It's a, oh, it's a thing. <laughs> so for those of you, I'm real disappointed if this isn't good. Me too. I've never actually You've never had, had it. the opportunity to have it. This before. is the first for you this as well. The first time. I've See, had that's it as special, well. right? I, like I wanted to save the surprise for Flicks and a Six. Yeah, um, I dig it. Also, I just... Sorry to, to let you down. I just happened to get lucky and buy the last one that Josh had because he bought a whole bunch of it to sell to people when he got back here. Um, so, for those of you who are not familiar with it, Hetty Topper is an American double India pale ale. This beer is not intended to be the biggest or most bitter. It's meant to give you wave after wave of hoppy goodness on your palate. Tremendous amounts of American hops will creep up on you, leave you with a dense hoppy finish in your mouth. <laughs> it's so drinkable it's scary <laughs> sometimes I wish I could crawl right into the can freshness and control have always been my main concern when it comes to our beer side note Al didn't write this I didn't write any of this, this I wish I did oh, fuck uh, we're committed to providing you with an unfiltered and unpasteurized hop experience why do I recommend that you drink it from the can quite simply to ensure a delightful hop experience we're splitting this can so it's coming from a glass for us that's my own side note here uh, the act of pouring it in a glass smells nice but it releases the essential hop aromas fuck did I fuck this up you broke it that we, uh, you broke the beer <laughs> I ruined it um, that we worked you read it beforehand so hard. I, read, I skimmed um, there's a lot of words as you can tell mm. we've worked so hard to retain if you must pour it in a glass you may find that some of the hop resins have settled to the bottom that's what that is leave them in the can when pouring no I left the last little smidge here it should be a gotcha. no there's like little pieces floating around I was They're wondering, probably I was wondering what those were I, I didn't shake it up or anything too much it should be settled well enough uh, this beer is perishable and it's at it's best when it's young uh, that's true of most IPs isn't that oh, okay um, fresh and hazy is that not true of most beers in general no actually um, now that you mention it um, not this episode nor the next episode of Flicks in a Six but coming to a Flicks in a Six near you soon will be the first ever 
reserve label of Al's Ales, in which Ooh. you will have one of my aged ales. Okay. Your, cat, your cats are menaces. Uh, Something's happened. Keep it cold, but not ice cold. It's it's playtime, apparently, in the living room. Yeah. Oh, also at the bottom it says, don't be a D-bag, recycle this can. Nice. <laughs> I dig it. Alright, so without further ado, let us cheers. Cheers. Oh yeah, that's good stuff. Oh boy. Yeah, I'm into that. <laughs> You're all the way in? I am. <laughs> yeah, I'm, all, I'm all the way in. I'm you not want, gonna go there. To say you I want almost to say said more. it, but I'm not gonna say it. I, I am. Wow. I'll, I'll no, say it for you. I'm, is... I'm fully inside it. Oh, God. <laughs> that is that's a that's a tasty brew. And it's delightful, right? Wow. Okay. Heady topper. Look at you. Great. So once again, once again, apparently this is something that I did on the last episode too. Uh, great can art. Oh, phenomenal! I'm a fan of the can art. Yes. I like that. Yes. Uh, again, I don't know who does that either. This is uh, this is great. Good stuff. Yeah. So if you can find if you can find this, you can find some of their other beers in stores. Although those are they're pretty small like craft breweries. So yeah. Um, but uh, this one is, as I said, a holy grail type of beer. Yeah. It's like up there with like, um, three Floyds like. Uh, those the their imperial stout like that's another big one that you'll hear like like it's like someone like they mention it in hushed tones like oh you got to have that like oh uh, okay and and the answer to this one is well yes <laughs> yes I have um what is it isn't there like another beer like a like, like called Utopia or something that's super hard to get I don't know, I'm I'm sure there are depending on like you know who you're talking to what style mm-hmm. this and that as much as I know about beer and the beer world I. I do not know anywhere near all of it. <laughs> so the problem with this beer is that you're not drinking more of it. Uh, no, is that you've now set the bar so high. <laughs> Fuck. Well, the next episode we record is gonna be my beer. I know. <laughs> On a trash. <laughs> Fuck. I should have. Well, I this hot trash. I want you to drink it. You did that last time. <laughs> no, I didn't. I enjoyed it. The hol- the hol- I liked the soy sauce. The holiday soy stale? I like the holiday soy stale. <laughs> I do like the heady topper, though. All right. By the way, Josh, hopefully you're actually listening at this thank- point because I think as of this recording, you haven't actually listened to any of our stuff. So, Josh, thank you. Fuck for- you, and thanks for the ho- heady topper. <laughs> Josh, thank you for this beer and also for dealing with my cousin. I won't even respond to that. <sighs> All right. Topic for today's show. The John Wick universe? The John Wick universe. And the fan stopped again. <laughs> it completely threw me off. Oh my god. I'm never going to get used to All it. Alright, so John Wick. Interesting couple of films here so far. Yeah. Um, two so far. We'll get into it. There'll be a third one. It's no secret. It's already oh, up on Almost my... definitely. Is it up there? It's already last li- I heard... it's listed. I don't know what the deal is with it. but it's Last listed. I heard they haven't like started pre-production yet, but I guess like they have... Greenlit it because yeah. I, I haven't seen the official release saying they greenlit the next one. But if they didn't, like, I mean, I guess technically it could have been a fitting end. And we'll, we'll keep spoilers to the very we'll, end of this one because yeah. we want to spend most of this podcast talking about the greater world of right. John Wick, not just John Wick 2. Once again, you'll get a fair warning before we get into it. But when we get into it, we're going deep. Uh, we're, going, <laughs> again. we're going as deep as I am in this beer. <laughs> Jesus. Um, so, John Wick 2 starring none other than Wolverine's beard. the beard looks better on Hugh Jackman than it does on Keanu Reeves Uh, agreed but Um, uh Keanu Reeves big fan of him in these movies in these movies yes yeah He's not. He's he hasn't always hit the mark for me, but in in this no, uh, he's had like two. kind of an up and down like career, I guess. Like, yeah, I mean, both of us are huge fans of the Matrix movies. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like him. 
I don't know if I necessarily like him. I like him. I like speed. The thing is... Cans! <laughs> it was cans. <laughs> My favorite line from speed. <laughs> it is the the most over-delivered line in that entirely overly delivered See, movie. I feel like I like Keanu Reeves' movies, but I don't necessarily like Keanu Reeves. Okay. And he's fine in John Wick, and I think he's fine because he only says about 15 lines in each movie. Yeah. Um... And one of the best known is another over-delivered one. But I guess it's kind of fitting for, I'm thinking I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> like, it works for the scene. Yeah. Like, it, like it, it's not like it's not in keeping with what's going on in the first one when he does that. But, like, mm. it's still overdone. Like Yeah. So, uh, great choreography in these movies. Yes. The... And I was checking it out um, because... I found the curiosity when the first one was coming in. I had zero interest in the movie when it was the first John Wick when it was coming out. Um, I was just like, "Oh, it's a weird resurrection of Keanu Reeves." Yeah, career. why don't you actually give a synopsis of the movie before we get into some the first of the details? John Wick? And, um, I guess yes, and the John Wick, what we John Wick so far because okay. it this is a a true part one, part two so far movie. Yeah, well, um, I mean, which we'll get into. So we as yeah well. we can do that. Uh, I think at this point most people have the idea, right? Mm. Guy, assassin, retires, wife dies, buries his wife, gets a gift of a puppy from the wife, puppy also is brutally murdered. And that's the last straw. And that's the last straw, goddammit. Now he's thinking he's back. Hmm. He's not back. He's thinking he's back. Thinking he's back. (laughs) Um, uh, And also his car was stolen. Um, Yeah. That was the whole reason, right, you know, for those of you who, again, why are you listening to this if if you haven't seen the first one, um... If you're thinking about watching the first one, there's going to be some light spoilers for the first one here early on. Like, so, um, uh, it, it, yes. like, you know, the dog died. It was yeah, in the commercial, it's, it, yeah, like, pretty much, like, or at least it was very heavily implied. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, like, the whole Alfie Allen's character, like, the Russian mobster's son, like, he's like, he loves his, his classic, uh, muscle car, and he's like, oh, I want that car, and he says, fuck you, I'm not selling you the car. And cats are going nuts. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> they're gonna conti- they're gonna continue to go nuts. They're I don't nuts I don't know how to calm them. They're down. more nuts than they were in the last <laughs> session. That's that's what I was confused by. Um, yeah, so the he comes and steals the car and he, he murders the, right. the dog for the fuck of it. I guess like really like that insult. Ends. And that, at that moment, like, we were all invested. Well, who like I mean, it's you know, it's like a joke, and I think Brian have a story involving that. Where why do we care about the dog? Dying, or that's one of the ones he's gonna write. I think it's one of these. Why do we care about the dog dying? Yeah, that, like people, like nameless people who get killed, and it's the whole thing of like the protection of innocence, like you yeah. know, like especially that, like it is like a brand new little beagle puppy, like you know, it's adorable, and it's like John gets like one day with the puppy before it gets murdered, mm-hmm. and it's like one day after his wife's funeral. So even not knowing he's an assassin, you should like you should be able to tell like this is dude, he's just a dude, he's clearly not all there right now. Like don't fuck with him, and mm-hmm. you know. That's how it goes in the business, I guess. Right. But. So with this movie, oh, what, what's different for it? What's different with this movie than most for me is when for movie, it's all about the story. Usually for me, mm-hmm. like it's like, and it's always about the story, I guess. But in, uh, I'm not the one. I won't go to a movie specifically for the action itself. I'm actually. But that's what this movie was selling itself. Like. Li- right. Uh, lately, I have actually not been into that as much. Like as it as I grow up, it's part of the reason. Like, it's part of the reason why I didn't have a lot of appeal. Like it looked like yeah. a B movie with slick visual it looked like keanu reeves went steven seagal yes um but like the beginning of the end for steven seagal right right like where it's like oh this is happening now but the, what what's the this first movie I, looked it up, I looked it up um the first movie had a 20 million dollar budget uh-huh. and the second one had a 40 million dollar budget um 
And you can and see shows. that change absolutely too. Yeah. And the first one, they did tremendous stuff for such a small yeah. budget. And I, yeah, I honestly don't know how they got account. that Willem Dafoe. Right. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how they account for it because like there's a bunch of named people in there. Well, they're not A-listers per se, but it's like fair. Like Willem Dafoe, Adrian Palicki, you know, Ian McShane, Alfie Allen, who's becoming someone now due to his rise from Game of Thrones mm-hmm. and this and that. Like, there's not like there's no one in that movie. Um, hell, you have. 30 seconds of Bridget Moynihan, like, you know, playing his dead wife, you know? (laughs) Um, But it's the, it's something that we're going to get into further, but it's the, it really is the world building in this movie that sets it apart from other things. And it's the, it's the story that's told without, like, literally none of the dialogue has anything to do with, like, the the, the most interesting parts of this movie. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. it all works. Right? Like, it's a show-don't-tell type of thing, which is cool, right? Mm -hmm. Like, how that would happen. Um, And... Like the words sometimes even seem to hold it back at times, mm-hmm. right? Like it's it's cats. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. It's something as simple as in the first one, him driving up into New York City and him going to I guess it was the Flatiron Building, right? Yeah. Um, and he walks in and says, "Hey, I'd like to book a room for two nights." And he says, "Can I talk to?" Is the proprietor in? He goes, "Yes, of course." And you find out that this is whole elegant underworld right. of assassins but no one says he says oh just remember that no business can be on, done on continental grounds yeah. continental being the brand of hotel or whatever that's right but the, the way that al just delivered that line though that's like the whole that's what i'm getting at it's like the super these, understated like it, everything is just like just take just assume like assume that this is all gonna make sense and just take go. it at face value and, and it it's does all filled in right because there's later in really elegantly where he's in a tussle with Adrian Palicki, who's mm-hmm. attempting to break those rules, and he runs into another uh, gentleman who's staying there, and he says, "You working, John?" And he says, eh, "Kind of, yeah, you know." And oh, that's what it means. No business, okay? Like, because he's got her at gunpoint, but it's very obvious from the situation that he's not the one inciting this, and that's why he lets it fly, right? Because right. it's like, okay, you're handling your business, you know, yeah. so. It's great, uh, and that was so. the The first movie introdu- introduces you to those um, to those gold coins, right? These like interesting, this little, interesting little currency that goes along with this whole um, this this underworld of assassins. And it starts out like the first time you see this, it's, and they they no, kind of leave it hidden somewhat in the first one, right? They don't. It, that's more in the second one that they explain. The coins, right? They don't even really explain it as but much. But you understand it's what a it's worth. It's got a big worth. It, yeah, but you don't... I feel like... Because he just offers that dude one coin in the first one, right? And then you see him... No, the first use of the coin um, is when he pays the cleaner. No, no. The... Was it? Yeah. Oh, at, at the house. And he gives him he gives him a chunk. Like, I think it's like three or four. Oh, no. You know what he does? It's one for each person. Yes. That's what I'm um, saying. He starts bringing sleeves of them out in the second one. You realize how important yeah, like this, that is. Like, but he's also going to get what he needs. Oh, and yeah. you also understand that that's also a scale thing. When he in the second movie, he's going to take out a bunch of these coins. You're that's like, true. We're, we're going to get. We're going. We're going. We're going into this beer. And that's you know another. And that's, we're going another <laughs> and that's another indication of the whole world building through show don't tell. Um, this is the slightest of spoilers because I think you caught a little bit in the uh, the beer. Is that good? That's so good. I'm watching like. The visual representation of ecstasy on your face <laughs> as you sip the beer. <laughs> so tasty. Um, God, now I wish I brought two. Um, or seven. Uh, um, I don't have seven. <laughs> um, 
So you see in the in the second one, and this again, this is only the mo- like the most minor spoilers. So I think part of it was in the trailer um, when he heads to Rome, mm-hmm. and they have a, an extension of the Continental there in Rome. Right. John's clearly done business there; people recognize him, and he decides to start going, and he's going to acquire what he needs for the job, and he goes and he meets with the sommelier, mm-hmm. who's played by the excellent Peter Serafinowicz, who if you don't know who I'm so talking, if you don't know who I'm talking about by name, he's that guy. Who you've seen in a bunch of yeah. different things, and you've heard his voice in a bunch of different things because he's done a lot of voice work too. Always great there. voice. Always there. You got that that very sophisticated vibe and everything like that. Um, look him up. Fuck you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, and he's you know, and they're having you know, oh well, what would you uh, tell me to have for the uh, the appetizer? And oh, for the appetizer, and he shows him one gun. You know, oh, never breaking it. It's yeah. always in this character of the sommelier. Oh yes, both like, very haughty, very composed, regal, sophisticated. But, like, and it's not just him. Keanu Reeves is it? Uh, John Wick. I don't know. I don't know the proper way to talk. But Keanu John. Reeves is, is John. interacting. John. John's John interacting with him in the in the same way. Like the same language is being used. Like if you were the whole point of this is like if you turn away from the screen. They're talking about what wine to pair with dinner. It's true. If and you just heard so the audio, cool. if you just heard the audio of that whole scene, you would have thought you're listening to someone ordering wine, at, at, like exquisite. It is like, the wine. most pretentious like, dinner scene ever. Yes. Like, oh, so, that's and for what, dessert, oh, I think you're gonna like yeah. this. You know, <laughs> what, what, what was it like for something uh, with, with uh, dessert or dinner? Like, I want something a little bit more robust. Yes, yes, yeah, just, just like, like the same uh, thing you would order a wine. Yeah. I was thinking something more robust. Oh, I have the perfect thing in mind for you. <laughs> It's so, so great, and it's, again, it's like you know, so simple and understated. There's outside of him describing the guns that the Somalier is is offering him. There's nothing being said, but you just see how this world operates, yep. you know. And you get you could totally see this being a transaction that's occurring at any given day by any of these high level assassins that you see them just wandering around in the background. They look like just dudes in a hotel, but yeah. they're all crazy lethal killers and that's a and it's a constant thing in this in these two movies and it's just like they, this world they double down and triple down on this world over and over again throughout the movie like, and that was a like, big thing right like and you from just the first have to one, accept it the first one it's one hotel you see a couple people there and again it's all elegant dining and everyone's you know there's they got a little club the bartender john i haven't seen you in forever yeah. how you doing and she hugs him you know gives him a kiss across the bar and this and that and, and then you see in the second one that this is not just in New York City. It's an international affair right. where the rules are the same yeah. no matter where you go. And not only is the proprietor, uh, played by Ian McShane, um, Winston um, in the movie, um, and him and John seem to be on very good terms, mm-hmm. right? You know, Although John has bone to pick, rightfully so, and Winston still... The rules still stand. Yeah. Carry out your business how you have to, but while you're here, you follow the rules. And I'll help you. And you can see he probably pulls the strings a little bit, right? Like in a way that maybe someone who is kind of supposed to be neutral like him wouldn't normally do. But the idea is to make sure everything's even and level, right? You know, he puts him in contact with the people he needs and this and that. And he has friends in the business even though he's out. Willem Dafoe does him a gentleman's courtesy, mm-hmm. you know, like that. Like, um, And that whole, that whole world that's... The framework is built in the first one, and it's expanded so tremendously in the second one. Yeah. Uh, it's so cool because we get an idea for just how many, actually to the point of absurdity, how many assassins, you know, without spoiling the final scene, there is an absurd amount of assassins in yeah. any one place at any given time. time. 
It's crazy. Terrifying. Like yeah. an entire New York City block. And that's, like, like, that's <laughs> the thing. Like the second one is so much, like there's so much about scale in the world building for mm-hmm. the second one. It's, it's really cool how they, what which they would, do Which that. would make it interesting for me where the third one goes. If I wouldn't be surprised if they don't continue to build it. Right. Because I don't know how much bigger you can make it so fast. I actually wouldn't be surprised if they draw it down mm. to start at least. It's Again, be this, a hard, is, this is spoiler-free yeah, right now. I don't want to say anything. We're talking around it. It's vague a little bit. But the way we're left with the end of the second one, if we do go to a third one, um, which I, the, it seems to be the, the, the yeah. framework is it's fully that. there, um, It'll. I would expect it to start as a smaller scale because we already extrapolated exponentially from the first to the second right. one and how big the scale is. Um it would be hard to do it bigger short of going to the moon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, I don't understand. It's so cool how it can... I fully understand everything that I've seen so far in those movies. Even and though they've said very little Even though they said, they've said nothing. And also... And the and, and that's masterful. And there's no, there is no hand-holding. No. At all. No. Or anything in those. It's really cool. No, it's 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 strapping your seatbelts and we're going to do this. It kind of lets your imagination run. Like the, the gold coins, it's like, oh, what else are they using these things for? Like, yes. obviously it's a currency, but what are the kinds of things that they can buy? Like, And that's another thing that even the little trinkets and intricacies that we see from the first one are yeah. expanded upon in the second one when we have the markers. Yes, which, which is... We a, won't I, go too much into yet, uh, but... Well, the a new I, mechanic in this whole a new world. mechanic in this the whole thing in that an idea of it's kind of playing on the age old blood blood, uh, oath. blood oath thing where or blood pack it's unbreakable and the only rules about it are that if you don't follow it woe be to you right um, in blood in blood <laughs> you sign in blood and you'll pay in blood right um, and that's another thing we we get ninety seconds of an explanation about that and it carries the whole movie and it just works right. Yep. Ah, oh, so good. It does. It does carry the whole movie because, like, like we said earlier, like the the plots of the two movies are very simple, as stripped down and basic sorry, as they can be. The plot of the movie, period. And I'm going to get into that statement in a minute. That it's, it's multiple very chapters in one yeah. story. Um. So, on that note, it's John. The second one is not John Wick two. It's part two. And is it part two or chapter two? Or, or oh, chapter two. Yeah. Um. Which works really well. I like when it means something. Like when the, like the whole the title like that means something like it's not a sequel it is literally like the continue like it just goes on it's, 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 it's a full and equal expansion pack right on the first one it's crazy it just because like it and in so much so that it's like it rolls right off the end of mm-hmm. the last one there's no like, it picks up days later if that um i don't know i don't remember 100 percent. I, I remember probably a little probably a few just because he's like he's less than a week a for little, sure he's doing a little bit better but yeah because yeah. you but, can see he's still have feeling the effects but He's started to heal at least. Yeah. Um, so um, I do want to get into the spoilers soon, but before we do that, a couple of things to talk about. So first off, there's the so as we talked about in this world, there are the, these gold coins, like this unit of currency. There is the the marker, which is uh, a unit like a, a it's a blood pact or a blood oath, like yes. where you have to. You, you get a big favor, but you owe the person no matter what they ask. Mm-hmm. And once that's fulfilled, it's cleared. And like. Then you get... You and, get and, and furthermore, there's accounting for it. The, uh, the ledger. Yes, right, there is a is ledger the in the Continental Hotel that Winston maintains right. that when the terms of the blood marker are satisfied, everything is completely wrapped up and tied right. up. And there's no longer a compulsion. And if you fuck with someone who was for previously under that compulsion, it's going to turn back on you now. Right. Which, the, to think that these assassins could all be... That there's a governing body... 
that we see some of in John Wick 2 that we hadn't heard about in the first one, not just within the content of the hotel structure, but in the international crime and assassin game. There's a inheritance. Mm-hmm. Uh, we deal with the, 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 the plot of the second one deals with uh, disputes over the inheritance of a seat on this table as if there was like real international law governing this which is ridiculous and there's and the other the other big piece is uh, is this legend of John Wick yes the Baba bo- Yaga the boogeyman yeah. I love that there's like you you find out very early on that people are scared shitless John Wick, John Wick John Wick is Darth Vader not, not people bad people yes are scared of this man mm-hmm. Terribly talented murderous assassins are terrified of it. Which is just like it's like such a cool thing. You just like and it, if you start to you start to pick up that you just have to accept these things and go with them and they'll and then they're proven. Yeah, and then they're proven and you can enjoy it so much more if you just like really just be like, look, like you're gonna get it. Just go with it right now. Think about it from the first one when the mob boss, um, after having you know John Wick offended him supposedly, mm. says, "Round up as many men as you can." Uh, or uh, how many men can you get me? How many do you need? How many do you have available? Uh, yeah. He goes, send them all. And then when he finds out that they're all dead, it's like, well, I had to try. Yeah. Like, he knew <laughs> yeah. it was inevitable, right. but it was like the Hail Mary that you take at the end of a football game. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it was like, it was inevitable that he was going to murder the shit out of all of them and walk clean, and he does. <laughs> so, with that, I think it's time to dive in. Yeah. A I'm- little deeper. Okay. A lot deeper. All the way? All the way into this. Balls deep. Like the beer. Yes. Um, so, spoilers. Spoilers going forward now. Now. So, turn it <laughs> off if you have to. And that is, uh, yeah. Okay. So, there is a character in this movie that I didn't know how to bring up prior to spoilers because... First or second? In the second one? Both. Actually. Um, so, in the, so, he kills everybody in the house. A bunch of people come to the house to, to get him. They come to they they come to hurt him. They're talking about Tom Sadowski. And uh, is that is that Don? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I am one hundred percent talking about Don. <laughs> so I wanted to bring that up before the show, and I was like, you know, what? we're just going to talk about yeah. it at some point because I forgot he was in the first one so, until I saw him in the second. I was like, oh fuck, I forgot. And he was it's in the, the same first scene. One. It's almost exactly the same yeah. scene. So okay, it lasts thirty seconds, and that's all he's so in it for. The, the reason in the first in the first one is that um. It's when they they send everybody to the house, right? And that's yeah, when it's, when, kills them it's all. when it's when they send the assassins. He kills them all, and he has as soon as he's done killing the last There's, one, the doorbell rings. But not just is that, the doorbell rings, but you see the silhouette behind the door, and you see flashing the, lights and outside you see the, the window. Cop, you're like, ah, oh, crap! But he's he's very calmly approaching the door again. Go with it. It's like just accept it. He's got the gun behind his back. He's like he's he's trained. He knows that there's like. This is looks like this. It could be something else. I'm just going to keep this gun on me. Opens the door. Don from newsroom. Officer Jimmy. Officer Jimmy. Uh, looks at him and he goes... Hey, John. Say, hey, John. Noise complaint. Noise right? complaint. <laughs> and, uh... What? Oh, my God. And he goes, what, uh, you working again? You working again? Kind of. No. Have a good night, Jimmy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they just close the door. And, like, that's the only... That's the like, only why does this scene? random small-time cop notice, who, right. like, what, who he is? And, like, he goes, and he's just like, okay. And he, like, he walks away. And he's okay with it. Yeah. Because he, he, know, he, he obviously knows, like... No, but, like, knows who he is. Yeah. Is okay with the it. The legend exceeds... Knows that he just, on the other side of that door, murdered the shit. Actually, I think he sees, he sees the him. body. Yeah, he's like... Like, John steps out of the way. In, yeah, he, he looks in. <laughs> he sees the dead body and he goes, uh, you working again? And he goes... <laughs> 
Have a good night, Jimmy. And he walks away. <laughs> yeah, and he walks away. And it's so good. And then they just recall that whole thing. In the second one, they blow up his house. After and he uh, refuses. That, that's important. That, and that's what we were talking about, the blood marker. Carrying the entire the blood marker. movie. He, he, carry, he, he refuses. It says, no, listen, I didn't come back to work like everyone's saying I did. I was just avenging the death of my dog. Yeah. And robbing of my car. Also, by the way, Peter Stormare in the opening of, like, I, I love that 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 guy, he's a fucking awesome actor. Yeah, um, he always plays like a ridiculous role. Like from like the first time I saw him in in Armageddon as the Swedish guy playing a Russian cosmonaut, mm-hmm. that guy always gets me. Like, <laughs> like oh my God. same thing. Constantine, he plays the devil. Like he's just great, and he's playing the brother of the the mob boss from the first one, and yeah. he has John's car. Oh my God! So, but so the house is blown up, and Jimmy comes rolling up, and uh, he's like. Uh, Gas leak? And he goes, John nods. Yep. And then he goes, uh, you you working again, John? Yep. And he goes, I'll see you later, Jimmy. <laughs> or he says, have a good night, Jimmy. Yeah, I yeah. think that's what the line is. And it's the same line in goes, both okay. first and second movies. <laughs> and he goes, okay. And then uh, he walks away. And he, you, th- this time, Jimmy goes, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so good. Because yes. <laughs> there's, there's this clear relationship between the two of them. And it, you don't need any more. Except it's that funny. And I love it. Random is like... Is it a cameo or just a super small role? I have no idea. I have no idea what that qualifies as. And uh, he's so good on the newsroom. Mm -hmm. I couldn't stand him in the first season. And I know we're talking about TV shows now and not movies. And we're going to talk about whatever the fuck we want to. And me and Anthony both freaking love the newsroom. And I love Don. And Don Kiefer. Like, oh my god. What, What he has can't be taught. <laughs> no, not at all. That was for you, know, Newsrooms it, fans. All three of you who are listening doctor to the this. fucking tapes. <laughs> doctor the tape. He doctor the tape. Doctor the motherfucking tape. <laughs> oh man, but uh, yeah, if you haven't watched Newsroom, you should definitely go and watch that. Oh, absolutely. Um, but okay, so now back at back to uh, why his house was blown up. As you were explaining before, it's because he uh, he denied the blood oath from so, Santino from Santino who came and he was like he asked him to do something and a very broken John See that was the one thing um, that they probably could have explained better cuz I feel like they retconned a bit from what they explained in the first one cuz the whole thing with the blood marker was that in order for John to retire he had to make this agreement with Santino They said that no, for him to retire, the reason he made the agreement with Santino was he needed his help to fulfill his impossible task. That's all it was. Was that what it was? Yeah. Did I miss that? Because I know yeah. the, the, in the first one, the, 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 the mob boss says that uh, that uh, I said I'm an impossible task to allow him to retire. But right. it sounded like it wasn't just that it was... No, they, the f- they, they do recap it in the second chapter I, I, don't, I just remember him saying... And he said, you got out, the only reason you got, like, the only reason you got out was because of my help. Like with your impossible task, like something along those lines. See, I don't remember him saying the impossible task. I just remember him the impossible. Saying, the you couldn't have left without task. my help. Is yeah. all I like, remember him saying. That it was used again. Okay, they, it was, and it was in it was in straight. So maybe I just that. missed that because I I was a little like unclear yeah. about that whole thing, like why he owed that, like why that was why it was conditional, why like he's self employed technically, like right. why he couldn't have just walked away from the game. You know what I mean? That, yeah. That so it was this this thing, but so he's asking him to do like you know he's he's basically calling on the favor and a very very tired. Very done. John Wick is like, no, please don't do this. And the guy is asking for the uh, the marker. He's basically 
He's, he shows you owe the me marker, a favor. which is the first time you see the marker, which if you if you loved the first movie, which I don't see how you couldn't. If you love the first movie, you're like, ooh, what's this new thing? Yes. Because that's the first time you see it. Yes. And you don't know anything about it. It looks like a, a little like, compass or yeah. a little pocket watch type of thing. And it's like, like ancient looking. Yeah, and he's got, he opens it and it's got the little spike and it's got the one blood so cool. thumbprint on it from John right. when he made the... And it can only be satisfied once Santino puts marks himself and puts on his it. mark on the other thing as well and, and signs the ledger uh, with Winston. And it's like, it's very, very much so, you're just kind of like, why are you, like, you, you probably know you shouldn't do this, Santino. Yes. You gotta know. You're like, dumb. You're dumb. You just, <laughs> you did, the whole reason he came and he comes and he says, oh, I heard about uh, some stuff. Yeah. And also, by the way, flippantly... Oh, sorry about the loss of your wife, right. blah, 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 so on and so forth. Back to by why I'm here. Uh, yeah. Which is, it sucks because, like, as you, you don't know, we as the viewer don't know what's going on when he gets to the door. Yeah, we, but, don't, um, we know that John you, is visibly shook by seeing him. Right. Not that he's afraid of him, but afraid of, because he knows what he's here and, to ask. Right, and then after the fact, that's what you realize. You realize it's that he knew the whole time, like, the only reason this guy's at my door right now is he's... Gonna ask I'm, me to fulfill He thinks I'm this. back, and he's asking me to fulfill, yeah. Because that was, he did say that much, was that when you retired, you I should. said I would never ask for you to do this. But you came back. But you came back, so, and I need the help, yeah. and you're the man for the job. Um, and that was back to what I was mentioning earlier about the... Uh, the so-called politics and, and inheritance of the seat on the... And I don't remember what the name of the council is, and I'm not going to yeah. bother looking it up, but... Because um, it really didn't matter, although... No. The, the, it's Just the loom- fact that there is a council. It's looming over the third movie, if mm. and when they do it, considering, you know, we're... Again, we're in full spoiler territory. He he killed both Gianna and Santino. Right. Who were the two people who were supposed to hold well, that He didn't kill Gianna, but yeah. Gianna died as a result <laughs> of their meeting. Uh, no, actually, technically, he did kill her. Oh, yeah, that's She true. slit her own wrist, Fair. and then he... Fair. Finished her off. He did. Um, did it, does it not count if he doesn't do it? That's a question for her. All Santana said was make sure she dies. Yeah. Doesn't I was really curious. Matter. Yeah. Even if it was like he distracted her while she was crossing the street and she got hit by a bus, I, th- I think it would still fulfill the contract. Yeah. <laughs> um, she's like, she's just a pile of guts on the floor and he just walks over to it. Shoots it. Bang! <laughs> <laughs> did it. It was me. Well, I got dark. I got it. <laughs> oh my god. Um, yeah, so... Uh, that whole thing is going to be looming over the next one because... Mm-hmm. And did someone mention that in the movie? I don't remember if that was mentioned or if I read that somewhere else. Winston might have said that in the final scene that you've attracted the attention of the council because you killed both of the people who yeah. were supposed to sit in that seat on the council. And they don't do well with people uh, killing members of the council. I thought I thought the reason that he was... Well, it was that and the fact that he... Um, Conducted business on continental grounds. Well, that, that was, was the that, biggest piece. No, no, that was why he's he had an issue. That was why he had an issue with Winston. Yeah, but he's not answerable to the council. He just stays in their good graces yeah. because they're going to make it hell for him. Mm. You know, I mean, he's answerable to them on a business level. Um, but Winston is such a cool character. That the excommunication comes from Winston because yeah. he can't let it slide. Right. Even with the extraneous circumstances. And the fact that still there's clearly a history there, because um, it's not... You know, he could have given him clearance. Yeah. He could have said, after all this is done, fuck you, Santino, you broke the rules. Because he does say to him earlier, you broke the rules. Uh-huh. Colt putting out the hit on him after he... Because remember, he makes him he makes him sign the thing with the marker. Yeah. And he still... Well, no, he, there wasn't a rule that he broke there. He just made a dumb, dumb move. There's no rule against him putting a hit out on John. 
put a he put a hit out on him um, because well he okay the original you're right the original hit was just to, to tie it all up yeah but he signed the marker mm-hmm. after that yeah and they're still trying to kill John yeah and so he could have let him he's not um, he's unprotected because of that well that so that gave him clearance to to kill Santino if he wanted mm-hmm. because the marker was done yeah. He could have given him clearance to kill him on company grounds. Or he could have told Santino, you're no longer welcome here. That I, I was actually wondering in that scene. Because he I says, like, I could live here for a long time. Yeah, I thought he was going to be like, your membership's been revoked. Bang! Like, I was hoping that that was going to be... The, so Winston is kind of complicit in his excommunication. Like, he understands the bigger picture here, even if other people don't. And if he says it goes, then it goes. No one's going to question him. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. But because... He doesn't give him the clearance, and John shoots him. I don't think. I don't think. Impulsively, he, I don't think he would, under any circumstance, give anybody the clearance because he he runs this very tight ship. It's not going to happen. Well, fine, but even if he didn't give him clearance, he could have said he's protected within these walls. He your can't. your thing is revoked, and we're going to throw you out. That maybe he could have done that. I don't know how. And we'll give you an hour head start, and then John's going to hunt you down. I don't know what the you rules know? are around that though, because he might... makes the rules. It's his place. No, it's not. I mean, the continental. There's multiple continentals, but though. they were all run by him. He just happens... Well, yeah. Uh, the other people seem to be partners, though. No. The other runners. No, the other guys were all... They are just talking about the, the Mater D's, like, which is like the... Like the, the no, what about the guy that runs the one in Rome? But it's still owned by him. You're talking about the, the priest, right? Who says, you know... that Which was also, I thought, was a pretty funny scene, right? When he... Father, you know... I just have one question to ask. Are you here to kill the Pope? Yeah. No. Oh, then how can I help? Yeah. <laughs> No, I see, but I didn't view him as an equal to Winston. I viewed him as an equal to uh, Karen, the guy who's the Mater D in the. Uh, oh, interesting. The one who takes the dog for him while he's off on business. I think I'd have to reassess that whole. Thing. I viewed him as an equal to him. Hmm. I could be wrong, but that was how I looked at it. Yeah, I saw it as he runs that continent. I, I looked at it as he was equal to him, and that he also was answerable gotcha. to Winston. Interesting, but I could be I could be wrong. But considering so <laughs> considering he was the proprietor, and it was also a continental, right, I assumed right. that Winston owned all. Well, of then it. there's the then there's the other the other thing that lends itself more to your idea on it is that Winston is account number one. Is what he's account number one? Yeah. On on the. Uh, Whatever. The, oh, that's another mechanic that was introduced. Yes. Is that when they put the hit out? There's this. Like, that was cool. Whole, showing the mechanics of yeah, that. Right. Like, there's this whole system in place where like they call in the because the, the mob boss calls in the hit on him in the first one. Right. And but he's just yeah okay yeah everyone's gonna go and kill him. It's out and we see the process they go through yep. like an old timey like ordering system like in the Great Depression or something like yep. that. Vacuum tubes and vacuum. Yeah, yeah. It was all like there's a, a girl with like cutoffs and like. Tattoos on her arm, mm-hmm. and like also an old lady that you could expect to see in a 1950s movie, and they're both working side by side, typing it in, like stamping it, like this and that, the vacuum tubes, like yeah. you said, and it's, and then all of a sudden, and she's typing in on like an old, like 1990s looking GUI on like a computer, yeah, yeah. and this and that, and then all of a sudden it's on smartphones all over the world, as every assassin has an open contract on John Wick for $14 million or whatever right. it is at the end of the movie, like. That was cool as shit. Yeah. And again, the only words spoken are the different people talking to each other, fulfilling the details of the contract as they're filling out the paperwork. There's nothing said. They just show you the inner workings. Mm-hmm. They, you know, they show them making the, the so cool the the bread behind the scenes. really great you know visual I mean? storytelling. Like, <sighs> Love it. There's just so much. There's so much to enjoy about those. And the cast of these movies, movies is fucking amazing too. Yeah. Like you know, 
Ruby Rose is doing whatever she's about, doing. About her, like. about her in this last movie, though, um, at first I was like, when she makes an eccentric motion with her hands after she pats him down. This is the first time Did you're she? introduced to her. She, like, she pats him down, and then with, like, two fingers, she, like, points to something. And you're like, I, at this point, I was, Over the top. I was like, ugh, I was like, this character sucks. And then, you, then like, maybe 20 minutes later, oh, oh, no, she's deaf. Yeah, like, those are, those are, well, like, to... Oh, I'm sorry. Not deaf. Yeah, she's mute. Like those are those are hand. Like she's actually signing. Yes. And I was like, because like, it was just was over like, the top way she did. All it, is forgiven. And we don't know. Yeah. Like, it's just like she was doing like the, the tough guy act. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like oh, oh, like yeah. intimidate oh, you. I'm not gonna say word. Ass, yeah. Like she's like feeling him up and shit. Like, yeah. She like grab his dick or something like shit. Like, like you know what I mean? Like she's doing like grabs his taint. It's really yeah, weird. Whatever, like, <laughs> yeah, it's really like, awkward whatever. for everybody involved. Um, it's awkward for the people in the room. It's awkward for the people in the theater. Like she, yeah. I, mean, I just wish it didn't happen. Like I just thought she, like she, everything post that scene. Thought she was really good. Yeah, like, it was like interesting. She's like been that and Triple X came out at the same but time. After that scene, though, I Common didn't, it didn't was really me. good in this. Like, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, she was good. Placement there too. I was. I but he's been doing watching, that for like, yeah. a few years. I was, now, I was like, watching it though. I was like, is that is that Common? It absolutely is. <laughs> like he was really good, and, and I actually I really hope he survived their encounter on the train. Mm. Because they left that was a great in. scene, and that specifically the choreography of their fight scenes, like all of the the yeah. choreography of all their the fight scenes of the movies are great, and you can definitely see the first one to the second one. The first one was really good. The second one takes it to a new level. Yeah, which that double budget, you know, is going to do that, right? Um, but specifically, his fight scenes with Common, they had such great chemistry on screen, yeah. beating the shit out of each other. Um, Absolutely. The fight in Rome, you know, the fight in, uh, on the train at the end, you know, uh, or the, in New York at the end of Common's character. And the, the, I hope he survived that, though, because you remember he said professional courtesy. Yeah, yeah. I stabbed you in the or- aorta. If you pull it out, you're going to die. And he leaves him alive and yep. he just nods. I hope he's back for the next one. Yeah. Like, and then they could go either way, right? Because if, if you said, oh, yeah, he died. Well, he got stabbed in the heart, sure. Yeah, uh, if you no said, big deal. Oh, well, he survived because he was able to get to a hospital without dislodging the knife in his fucking heart. Mm-hmm. Oh wow, that's badass! You know, John's gonna get this to come back and bite him in the ass. See, like, and with co- the common character and the um, and the the cool chemistry that they share when they're on the screen together, when they're fighting, you know where I'm going with this. And they break through the window of the Continental, and they're still fighting. And the guy's like, "Gentlemen, gentlemen!" And he stops. They stop fighting, and then he, they, they he, like they they both they both respect the rules. They're not gonna at this point. The anyway. bloodlust like finally subsides. Yeah. Like oh yeah, and they, like, everyone's watching they us. look at each other, and he goes, "You still drink a gin, gin right?" Yeah. He looks back at him, and he goes, "Bourbon, if I remember correctly." Yeah. And they go to the bar. I'm like, and "Oh my god, this is so silly." And he goes, "Yeah, this one's on me," you know, like because yeah, yeah. they can't kill each other in, in here, and then. You know, and then oh, look, there's Ruby Rose over his over his shoulder again. You know, she buy she wants to buy him a drink, or he wants to buy her a drink. I forget. And they have another little chat, and she signs to him. By the way, I really like what they do with the the, the subtitling. Yeah. Oh um, man. When, whether it was someone was speaking in Russian in the first movie, or with Ruby Rose, they do subtitles to after we find out that she's mute after the first couple scenes we see her. The subtitling, like the graphical work on that, I think is so cool. Yeah. Um, I don't know why, just stylistically, and and everything in this movie, the style, yeah, and and it's all really like, cool. the visuals, it's very, and stuff it's very like different. That. Yeah, it's got like some, to a certain extent, it kind of reminds me a little bit of like that eighties like sci fi type of like mm. visuals with like a lot of the backlit and like uh, like neon colors and stuff like that. Um, it was reminiscent of like playing Mass Effect series, like right. some of the coloration and like. In like the Citadel and you know, like in the wards and like the clubs and stuff like that, it's like similar to that. Which is like you know, if you want to bring it back to movies like Blade Runner or stuff like that, like 
it's very it was like very reminiscent of that like kind of style even though it's super modern everything is like really sleek and tight like like production and everything like that yeah it's uh it, it's well done it's a cool mechanic in the movie itself and they they do it in a couple they do it interestingly in a couple different parts of the movie so it's like because those words didn't they appear in the first one as well at certain scenes yeah when uh when uh, the the boss was speaking in russian yes that's what they did the subtitles right. for so cool. Such a cool little mechanic. Yeah, because what's the name? Like, the guy who does the mayhem in the mayhem commercials? Yeah, yeah. He's like his right-hand man in the... English, please. Yes, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. That's funny. Um, John Linguizamo's character. I was surprised. I thought he was going to get more run in the second one. So did I. The way they like, they, they, brought, they brought him in pretty quick. Like, they gave him more to do in the first one. Uh, you know, I just re-watched the first one yeah. the other day, so we could talk about this. Um... I forgot how much he got to do in the scene when uh, Alfie Allen's character brings the car to him the first mm. time, and he decks him in the face, like, damn, you know. Damn, great um, Alfie Allen. Yeah. Same, guy. <laughs> Same guy. You got Google, fuck you. Uh, you know. <laughs> he punches him in the face, and then he, yeah. what's in name? Uh, I understand you struck my son. Well, yes, I did. <laughs> oh, no, no it, that scene is so much better because of the next line, though. I understand you struck my son. Yeah, he stole John Wick's car. Ah, Oh. <laughs> and he hangs hang up. up the phone. <laughs> and oh. then he comes down and says, and he beats and the shit out of him. And that's when you really find out how scared they are of him. The fact that he beat up his it's son like, for stealing a car? Well, it's, yeah, you get your first hint of it by the fact that, like, John Linguizamo's 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 his pants when he sees the car. He's like, he's like, where did you get that car? Like, type of thing. And then when you, you're supposed to figure, like, get the, the feeling that this guy's dad, Theon's dad, is a, <laughs> is a really, like, he's, oh, he's like this boss. Like, he's. People fear him. He's in charge. And, and then when he says him. John Wick's name, it's like, got it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, oh, ah. John Wick is scary. <laughs> this is cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was uh, it. It was a cool suit. And he takes the car right in the second one, and he says, oh yeah, I can fix this. It's only gonna take me like six months or whatever, you know. To f- which, by the way, that scene was cool as shit. <laughs> the opening it, with the car. Yeah. What would he say? Like it'll be done like by Christmas. Of, yeah, like, yeah, of 2020 or something yeah. like that. <laughs> Um, but that was really all we saw him, other than at the very end, I think he got one more scene? He did get, yeah, he got one more scene when the text went out for the hit. Yes, because he realized <coughs> I'm going to be holding his car Excuse for a me. while. Yeah. That's uh, unfortunate. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, he's, even though he has he has minimal screen time, he's, I, I love him. I I thought he he's he's pretty cool. I'm fine with him. Pretty he's cool. I, I've always, I, from uh, his like silly movies like The Pest years and years ago which are it's it's a terrible movie but it's that a, is a bad movie it's really funny though. i, I love it so much. <laughs> only remember parts of that i don't remember if i actually saw that whole movie i think i saw that when i was like 12 i'm not going to but i can recite the entire intro song <laughs> it's not happening <laughs> i forgot that movie existed yeah. holy shit yeah, yeah that's a weird movie. that's a movie no, it's a movie that exists for sure <laughs> so it's actually a movie that a couple of friends and i actually do quote fairly often someone made that movie the deer goose what if you've seen the pest, you get the deer goose reference, but the deer goose. <laughs> it's indigenous to the island. Um, wow. So, John looks terrifying. We get that. Big time. Um, it's really cool to see these these big bosses like shaking in their boots at the thought of him. Speaking of new big bosses, um, because I feel like this is a big setup for the third one. How about Lawrence Fishburne as the Bowery King? Yeah, um... I was hoping we'd get more of him. The character is interesting? Yes. Didn't care for the performance. 
Well, they didn't give him much to do, really. Yeah, it's just it just felt over. I think they just let him. They done. told him to be go and be campy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He just kind of did his thing. It was just well, cool to see. But it was the, just cool to see Neo and Morpheus the, on screen. Yeah, again, I know. The time. The thing is, though, now it's, we just it, need to get it, Trinity. Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's if they cool can't get her on board, it the works. One, like, like for the most part, the campiness, like it, it, like it's over the top. But I get, I, I take it. And then that scene happened, and I was just like, yeah, I really like you in this. I mean, that's fine. I, I think we still have to see more. Well, I think we don't usually see the hard edges of Lawrence Fishburne so much. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you see like if you've seen Twenty One, like you'll see it in that one. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of acquired some of like a paternal role. In, mm-hmm. I guess he literally plays a grandfather on TV now. I guess, but like, oh, okay. um, he's in that with Anthony Anderson, oh, Blackish. Um, but um, yeah, he kind of had like a hard edge to him. Hmm. Um, but it was just good to see them still have that natural chemistry, and I think that that's a big setup of a new entrant into the whole game that's being played on this international scale amongst all the crime families because they're not. They teased a war. Between them and the council, if mm-hmm. they were caught helping John right. to find and kill Santino. Um, but at the same time, Santino is planning on taking over all of New York anyway, which means they're going to lose ground. So by not helping him, they leave, they leave themselves to an inevitable war with them and this crime family, right? So he has this whole, you know, wink, wink, nod, nod thing to help John, yeah. right? It was just cool. I, I just can't see how... And the fact that we it was reaffirmed later... That they get a text message about the open contract on John. Right. If Lawrence Fishburne's not back and those group of homeless people aren't, homeless assassins or whatever they were, um, don't come back in the next one, I think that would be kind of a squandered opportunity, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'm sure they'll resurface. And I, and I do. I, I stand by the fact that if they don't find a way to get Carrie Ann Moss into the next one, <laughs> they're missing out on a big <laughs> that'd be, opportunity. That'd be really like, funny. Joe Pantoliano. <laughs> that'd be awesome. Just the whole cast. Tank? Dozer? <laughs> no, and mean, those are their names? All, <laughs> in it? all of those like, Switch, Apoc, all of them, like Mouse, like, none of them have been in anything else anyway. You couldn't have hired them all to be all the homeless he's, people? He's like, up on her, and she goes, not like this. <laughs> <laughs> and they does such a great job like with like casting, like getting like new faces in there, like faces that, new and old faces that we recognize in like the acting yeah. scene, like, I, I'm curious to see who they pick for the next one, like right. to get some new like blood in there. You know I mean like like Common and, and Ruby Rose were both great. Like you know, Common may or may not have made it. Ruby Rose didn't. You know, which by the way, oh my god, her hand <laughs> when he kills her. Oh and yeah, he stabs her through the fucking palm and then through the chest, yeah. like in slow well, she motion. She didn't die, but what? She didn't die. Yeah, she did. Did she? No, she didn't die. Yeah, he killed her. No, she stopped moving. No. And there was no blah blah blah. There's I'll be seeing you soon. Not if I seeing you again. Well, but that was a callback to them. Yeah, they just didn't. She didn't die on screen. Though. Then why wouldn't he have finished the job though? He had every opportunity. I don't know. I re- I was. She I didn't. Felt, she didn't die on screen. I felt certain she was dead. Hmm. I could. I could with the only reason that's not a hundred percent and it's like ninety nine percent confidence is the way that you're looking at me. But I could ninety nine percent confidently tell you that she didn't die on screen. She got stabbed in the fucking chest. That sort of common, but yeah. but common was clearly conscious when he was walking off the train. She seemed motionless. Maybe she had something. Maybe he had something for her since the first. There wasn't a flashback. The there wasn't like another little flashback later or something like 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 a kind of final scene of like her like having, like not at the end, but like at some point like there wasn't some. I don't know. No, 
I'm fairly certain that she didn't die. And how fucking that. cool was his suit in that, by the way? Oh my god. Like, the, some of the tech stuff that they did in that was awesome. Yeah, uh, when they, when he... Because he's... The he's same thing with the sommelier. Like, they... Then when he went to go talk about the, the tailor, suit, yeah. they just talk about it as if it's a suit. And the, Other than the, the inherent thing about, oh, you know, it's completely impenetrable. You yeah. Know, this and that. We sew it in the inseam, you know, yeah. this and that. And then he's like, it'll stop a bullet. But it's gonna hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you really, see that, which is cool. And yeah. then you see, like, you know, with someone... Because it was cool how he starts to... You saw him a couple of times use the yeah. suit defensively, where he like Holds fluttered it the suit or mm-hmm. moved it to use it as a shield, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, like, just little subtle like things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but he still gets like stabbed in the, oh, yeah. the stomach, and it's like, oh, that's right, it's just the suit. It's not yep. the shirt, you know. That was great. Um, and, and that catacombs fight was cool as shit. Yes, the catacombs was nuts. The the set piece of like the, the whole like mirror room. Was really interesting too. That one kind of drove me a little bit nuts, just because it was like kind of like a cliched type of thing. It, it was executed it cool. It, it was, but I think it was cliche in the best way. Like it was like a, it was, isn't there like a Bond, an old Bond movie? The man with the golden gun. Yes, it's just like it just reminded me of that. Or yeah, like, uh, like a, it was the Bruce Lee show, movie too, I believe. Sh- I'm not well versed with Bruce Lee stuff. Yeah. I know he faced off with Scaramanga, and there's a whole thing with him in the room. And it, it, it just felt like that. And what what's more is that like it felt so good because it. It really does. The whole movie feels like an older movie, like that. That you could just go and super enjoy this action flick, but there was more, way more to it than the action flicks of yore. Yeah, it's, <laughs> you what, it's what that popcorn action flick is supposed yeah. to be, um, but with all of the headiness and uh, and heady topper, brother. Uh, with, with all the heady topper. Uh, with all the heady topper. I mean, all the headiness and all like the the clever and the, and how well done the action is. Like yeah. it's beautiful. It's like dancing, but brutally murdering people <laughs> they uh one of the other one of the big things i loved was the dog in this movie in this movie the, the well dog. for one it survived well um, yeah the dog from that the, he he rescued, rescued at the, the end of the end last of one, one yeah. but there's a there's a great scene where he he like leaves the he leaves the dog with with the guy at the continental yeah and he's just Karen. like he's just like stay <laughs> and the dog stays and it's like these two like he saved the dog. The dog understands it and gets him. I feel like the two of them are so exhausted at this point. That dog he's, was so well trained for the, like, the, him owning it for like three days. Two, yeah, he was like, it, it was like this whole scene like where they look at each other and he's like, bruh, can you, bruh, just stay. And the dog's like, bruh, I got you. It's like, I know. <laughs> also, like, it's kind of sad too when he like brings in the dog at the end and he's like, oh, we've grown to be great friends. Yeah. I'm sorry, we'll have to be no longer seeing you. Yeah. It's like, oh, what's coming up next? And then. I, I thought maybe he was going to leave the dog with him. Be honest with I you. was wondering too because I don't know how he's going to survive on the run. Like yeah. the dog is happy to run with him in that cool kind of cool scene where you see everyone within a six block radius is answering a text message, looking yeah. at him as that he's running scary. down the street. Like so, everyone in New York is an assassin. Like I'm like I'm just yeah. going to walk down the street. Every one of them is going to be able to kill me with a pencil. Which right. by the way, I love that they the pencil thing. They was talked dope. about it so much in the first one yeah. and then they do it in the second with one. Fucking pencil. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like that line is so horribly delivered, but in the best way. Yes. Oh, man. I loved it. But yeah, they talk about the first one, and then he it gets recapped in the second one. And then you see the pencil, and you're like, oh, I don't know how this is going to go down. I can't wait to see this in action. Oh, yeah. This one is going to make the Joker thing look like a parlor trick. Yeah. That <laughs> was so good. Oh, man. Oh, the pencil. So clever. But, um, but how, I mean, and also like... That whole thing with Winston, like, the choreograph, like, he walks, in ex- like, expecting, like, a bullet in the back of the head. 
as he walks down into the park to meet with Winston at the end after he broke the company rules, right? Yeah. And he says, stop, and everyone freezes. Yeah. Like, holy shit. You know, ne- because he's given you this whole, like, nice, sophisticated, outward appearance, you don't think much of Winston. Like, you like yeah. him, he's interesting, but you don't, like, think of him as a big mover and shaker, you know, he's just kind of... Yeah. And you know that he has the power in his own place, right? But to see the power he can he commands, bring to like my outside of his own domain, like well, also like not only that, like it, it shows a lot more too. It's like there's a he is a straight up businessman, and he just like these are the rules, follow the rules. That's it. I provide the services, and that's all. But there is a fondness that he has for John as he's waiting to dial out one hour from yeah. now, fourteen million, for which is head. like the like the most insane like. That courtesy holds so much weight. Yes. Which is really fun. You know he would have just put a bullet in his head if he was in a yeah. house. Just like instead, he did with the girl it, at the just, end of the first one. Oh, with Adrian Palicki. Uh, yeah. And like, even though it's a little overdone again, it did seem kind of right. You know, you know whoever you send after me. Or you know whoever comes after me, I'm going to kill them all. I know you will. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. It's clever. It's well done. Yeah. Well done movie. Well, uh, that has been episode three of Flicks and a Six, a Spin Tune production. Check out SpinTune.com to catch a new episode every Monday and a new article every Thursday. If you want to keep the conversation going, you can reach us at The Spin Tune on Twitter and Facebook or email TheSpinTune at gmail.com. T-H-E-S-P-I-N-C-H-O-O-N. Thanks for tuning in.